0: Will! Well, where were you last period? First in sexy talking health class, man. It was all like bam, chicken bam, bam. Slap, 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 slap. Bop, 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 bop,
1: bop, Banging them, banging them, banging them. I was in the office with the school counselor, Travis, being forced to talk about my complicated thoughts and feelings, Which, of course, she did not <laughs> understand.
0: <laughs> Whoa, take it easy, bud. Pretty early in the day to be hitting the inhaler that hard.
1: That's not helping anyway. It's just the stupid dance coming up. For once, I want to ask someone to go with me, but my mom doesn't approve, and so she called the counselor to have a chat with me.
0: Bummer, man. But uh, who's the
1: lucky lady, huh? Huh? You freaking dog. Well, uh, you know Cheetara?
0: Oh, like from the Thundercats cartoon? Yeah. She's got a pretty killer bod, my dude. What's the problemo? Mom doesn't like that she's older? Mm. An alien? Mm. Fictional. Yep. Dude, that's bogus.
1: Right? And I'm like, hey, Mom, you should go to the doctor pronto so he can prescribe you a chill pill. You said that? No. Sure, I get it. She's a cartoon. But Chitara is the only woman in the world that could see me for the gold-hearted dweeb I truly am. Like me, a noble outsider in a strange land. I, a dorky, nerdy, spazzy, nerdy dork in a high school wasteland. And she, a feline humanoid from the planet Thundera, charged with protecting the Lord of the Thundercats, Lion-O, his magic sword of omens, and its jewel, the Eye of Thundera, after crash-landing on Third Earth? Ah. I won't let them ruin this for me, Travis. When I show up with Chitara on my arm, everyone will see just how cool I really am.
0: You know this lame school probably wouldn't even let her come anyway. Can you imagine how bad they'd spaz out if the Thundercats' creepy robot bear friends and Robear Burble showed up? Not to mention if that grody devil priest Momrock crashed the party. That guy is bad to the bone, evil. Son of a gun. Here, I got it. Trab, no! I said I got it, man. Let's see what's on the menu here, Einstein. Devil priesthood for dummies, evil spirits and you, a better life through enslavement. Dreams do come true. Well, that's positive. Oh, there's more. If you're willing to sacrifice your humanity. Uh, see what you're up to, man!
1: (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) I'm gonna do magic! I'm gonna do evil magic to make Chitara come to life and take her to the dance! Yeah!
0: (laughs) Yeah, you're like totally
1: evil, man! I'm gonna bring her to life with evil magic!
0: Well, Will got to take Chitara to the dance, and boy did they cut a rug. The evil magic he used to bring her to life tore a hole in reality in the process, one that would doom all of existence. But I didn't know that then. I just knew that my friend needed someone to lean on. Today, on the Days Past TuneCast, we're talking about Thundercats.
1: Get ready for an action-packed hour with your friends Will and Travis It's the day's past, tune
2: Welcome to the days past Tooncast. My name is Will. My name is Travis. And on this podcast, we have adult conversations about
0: yesterday's animations. October's here. Mm, yeah, it it is. is a
2: fall month. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that it is. Yes. Is it the scariest month? I think so. Voted scariest month in yep. Scary Magazine. Mm-hmm. That in February. February. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for for men who are scared <laughs> of <laughs> Valentine's Day. Is that yes? Of such, love. Scared of love. <laughs> that's such a sitcom dad joke. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Well, we're going to be getting to some of the scarier, the spookier, the more ghastly things later yeah. in this month, but we did want to throw something in right away. A classic for us, the Thundercats, the cartoon that started it all for me and Travis here. Our visions, it started our thoughts. I, I am a, but a spark from the fire of Thundercats. <laughs> like a th- I think it was Athena that sprung forth from Zeus's thigh or head fully formed as she to Zeus, <laughs> I... To Thundercats. To Thundercats. Yes. <laughs> and that's the SAT version of it. <laughs> no, we wanted to throw... Well, I mean, uh, guess what? The bad guy's a mummy. You got a mummy? I'm there. Yeah. It's Egypt. I mean it's it. scary. It's all the things that I look for. No time to bullshit. No... Well, all the episode is bullshit, but no time for extraneous bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get straight to the plot.
0: Thundercats, season one, episode 12. Originally broadcast September twenty fourth, nineteen eighty five, entitled "The Doom Gaze." The sinister devil priest Mumrah sends his minions to gather three items: a tuft of cheetah hair from the Thundercat Chitara, a tear from one of the robotic bears known as Burbles, and a horseshoe from an enchanted unicorn. Combining them will allow Mumrah to free the evil magic princess Tashi from her time warp prison.
2: Mumra plans to use Tashi's ability to hypnotize men with her beauty and paralyze them with her doom gaze to rule the universe. And he almost succeeds. The Thundercats' leader Lionel is powerless in Tashi's presence. Only Chitara, a woman and therefore immune to Tashi's power, stands a chance at saving the universe. Wowzers. It's... it has stuff in it. It's... (laughs) I mean, they—it's like the Cadbury eggs around Halloween uh-huh. that have a like, green goo in them. Yeah, they didn't have to do it in there. They didn't have to plug all this shit in
0: there, but right. they did they it. They did, and for that, I salute you. But Will, you had a theory about about this.
2: I, I have a yeah, I have a working theory uh-huh. about this episode of the Thundercats, because um, it's not a particularly deep show—not at all. But uh, like any good art, I think you can read into it a yeah. little bit. And but this one, I go above and beyond. That's above right. And beyond. We plumbed the depths on this, and my opinion is that this episode of Thundercats is a 1980s John Hughes, Brat Pack-style teenage rom-com, similar to like a St. Elmo's Fire or a 16 Candles, The Breakfast Club specifically, Uh, even Weird Science, that kind of thing. I think it's all in there a little bit. Kelly LeBrock in the house. Yes. Yes. Oh, baby. Mm. I'm not going to go into it all right now. We're gonna lay it out as we go. Yeah, but that is what is informing all of my all <laughs> of my commentary today. From hour one this morning when I woke up, it's yeah. informed everything I've said so far today. So
0: you'll pinpoint as we go. Yes. Oh,
2: fantastic. Yes, yes. For that. And I think it's only fair to begin with Mr. Throat, Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Mumra. I mean that the actor behind that. He really he found a way to have the milkiest. Like spit throat, like it is all coming from the bottom of the throat. Right. It could not be coming from his diaphragm in any way. Hurrah! 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 It matches the character though, because Mumra, when his mouth is open, he, he dry mouth, yeah, he very much like just strands of thick saliva, solid saliva, constantly. We get him a green apple. This, yeah, we used this word
0: before, frothy. He's yeah. frothy yeah. at oh, the baby, mouth. Baby is he frothy? He yes.
2: Mumra, in my theory, uh-huh. would be. The outcast, potentially the nerd, which I know we wouldn't associate Mumra with because he's the coolest of cool. But as far as this structure goes, uh-huh. the outcast, the kid who probably wears a black trench coat at school. Yeah. Okay? OK, that's Mumra. <laughs> and of course, later on, Lion-O, who is our protagonist, yeah. both in the actual show and in this theory, mm-hmm. he says, only one person, one thing can be behind all this, Mumra. Absolutely, that's right. But that's also just like, oh, I know who's behind this. This fucking nerd did this to me again. Oh, you know that weirdo that lives down the street with his mom and his dad left a few years ago? It's this kind of thing where it's like they just probably jump to blaming Mumra for anything that happens, and they're probably right to.
0: It's the fool of Metallica shirt.
2: (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Now, here's a guy, Mumra, who is... When we meet with him at Mom the Ra. beginning, Mamra, <laughs> you know this guy, Mamra, 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 he is as pagan as it gets. When this starts, I mean, he's in a pyramid, yeah. Which I'm happy to be there. <laughs> speaking in, just speaking loudly to the whole room into the scrying pool.
1: Come to the aid of Mamra! Give me the power to overcome the Thundercats and rule in darkness over the Third
0: Earth. Tell me the secret force of darkness. That I'm sure takes up about 75% of his day on a normal, you think? Well, I mean, he probably, like, he has a prayer schedule. Yeah. But, you know,
2: he he makes time for his gods throughout the day. Yes, he has four of them, I think, to pray to. He only faces towards the south. (laughs) That's for that. Oh, yeah, yes. The evilest of directions. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, he's at home Basically, dressing up and playing D and D, and asking a magic mirror for help. Right. Like this is that this is that guy. This is who he is. I mean, he's he's got the heart of a rebel and of a bad boy. Yeah, but the external currently, of he's an in his old mom's lady. basement. Yeah, he's in mom's basement. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Mumra is upstairs, <laughs> asking if he wants a bologna sandwich. <laughs> he is committed to the evil spirits, and that seems like a choice you make. Early on in life. Yeah. Like you don't at age 30, after things are going pretty good, then like, you know, you go through a bad breakup and you're like, ah damn it. Okay. I'm turning to the evil arts forever. Uh Like you, this is something you do when you are 13 and you don't think girls like you. And this is the only thing you have to turn to and you just commit forever to being a goth.
0: Yeah. You've lost all hope.
2: Yeah. You don't. And then you just don't escape this, you know, like hot topic world that you've shut yourself away in. And so I'm, I'm assuming that's what's happened to him. That's why he is stuck serving evil gods, because if he wants what he wants, yep. like you, c- you should uh, commit to the gods of cool, yeah. like call on the Fonz to show up and tell you how to get a date to the dance, which in my theory is what this is. This is going to end in a dance. True. A dangerous, a, <laughs> a dangerous, dangerous, delicate dance. dance.
1: Yes, a dangerous dance.
2: <laughs> what happened? The, the culmination of this episode to me is them all showing up to a high school dance. Yeah. Even though that is absolutely not what happens. <laughs> The evil spirit that he calls on is called Nemesis, which is a good name for an evil spirit, I guess. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Like, I would kind of want to, like, Shankor or some kind of <laughs> Sh- weird name. Shankor. Yeah, something. <laughs> <laughs> something Genghis.
1: <Blah! laughs> Sh- like, some hard,
2: some harder consonants just, in there. Just a sound. Yeah. yeah just a <laughs> sound. <laughs> but he calls on Nemesis, who is just like a blue flame that comes out of the thing totally not threatening and the voice mm. is just the guy who plays the Thundercat panther
1: you must summon the princess Tashi, free her from her time war prison and she will share with you the power of doom Game.
2: He sounds ten percent as evil as Mumra, who's calling on him. He should be saying, "Hey, I, uh, I don't know why you're calling on me. Uh, you've pretty much surpassed us. We've all agreed you don't need to call us anymore." You
0: called from the wrong cauldron. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you called from the wrong.
2: Well, and it does seem like this cauldron. The way he ends up using it to call Tashi, the princess, it is like he's going to have to say, "You know what? I got to go." The pool's on like one percent right now because he's <laughs> and it should have apps in the water because he's just calling people on it. Now Mumra, as a nerd as a guy who he wants, he wants to transform Uh and he does in in this, in every episode he does it at least once if he shows up. And Uh if it's, if he doesn't show up, we've agreed it is not a great Thundercats episode for sure. Automatically doesn't matter what happens. It can have the secret of life in it. (laughs) Well, that's a shame that it gets a B. (laughs) He does not transform until the very end when he has Tashi actually within his grasp. Uh And he kind of just says like, take a look at this. And explodes into Mumra the Everlasting, which is the big, muscular, busting out of his bandages. And, and we've
0: talked about this. It, it, got, it has to hurt.
2: It has to hurt. It Has to hurt. He does. He. He. The look on his face. He doesn't enjoy this. No. But he does it because he's dedicated to evil. Uh huh. And you got to be dedicated. And he wanted. To, he wanted to impress Toshi. Just absolutely a, little bit, a dash. Mumra is a grower, not a shower. <laughs> he, he starts off as a little monkey chimpanzee lady man. Yeah. And then a little Red Riding Hood, and then grows into the beefiest surf body, but. Oh, man, demon with, face. 18-pack.
0: He's got an 18-pack <laughs> yes, on it. Yes, absolutely.
2: mom is trying to get the attention of the princess Tashi. Yes. Ta-dash-she. <laughs>
0: phonetic. Yeah, kind of like phonetic, Mom-dash-Ra.
2: Yeah. It's this, uh, I guess, Egyptian way of s- spelling? I like it a nomenclature. Yeah. Oh yeah, you go. <laughs> you little elf. Tashi is, in in my mind, mm-hmm. and in the the theory that has overtaken my mind, it is overtaking me like a virus. At this point, I can't not see it this way. It's a lifestyle. She is the dangerous chick in town. She is the chick that is a loner. She experiments with makeup, maybe.
0: Yeah. <laughs> she'll she'll dance on the hood of a car.
2: She will, mm-hmm. but she'll also like she comes from a troubled home. I would yes, imagine. Yes. And so Tashi, she could be this chick that's older. She might be a little bit older than Mumra. I uh-huh. mean, obviously not in the show, but in yep. this you know high school setting, <laughs> or she might be from another school, like you know the the Soshis or whatever in um, the Outsiders. Yes. Like those girls that are from another school. You know how it was in high school. Like someone from another school. It was like another country.
0: It was it was a mysterious badass.
2: <laughs> yeah, they make different kinds of kids over in that area of town. But she is imprisoned in the Time Warp
0: prison, which is- A Japanese kite. Yes. Floating through space. Yes. yes,
2: Manned by crocodile men. <laughs> she's seen to by a harem of crocodile men. Like, yes. they're all naked above the waist, just crocodile beef bros. They never say what she was imprisoned for. I mean, no. she's, she's an evil lady. She pretty mm-hmm. much admits it. Like, we're not just calling her evil because she has power over men. Mm-hmm. But I- Wonder if that was the crime that she was put away for. Adultery. (laughs) Yes, adultery. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the thing is, the guy would have done it and then she would have been put away because... That's how they used to do it. True, <laughs> I think that is probably the crime. I mean, is that not necessarily adultery, but that she just had power over men. Now she, by judging by how she's acting in this, she probably used it pretty actively. But uh-huh. <laughs> we tend to want to put away the ladies that are like you look at them and your knees go weak. Uh-huh, you know, yep. if they if they're exerting that power
0: at all, we need to put you in a in a kite somewhere
2: <laughs> <laughs> up in the clouds, in a majestic kite, in you know, a just beautiful dragon kite. <laughs>
0: <laughs> With men.
2: With men that are rowing it like it's a slave ship?
1: What do you want of Tashi? And what is the key O vain one? There is but one more element, evil mumra.
2: Tashi is basically Cleopatra yep, as voiced or played by the 1960s Catwoman from the Adam West Batman. She, she rolls her R's hers for no reason. I mean, this is, she is like an Adam West Batman villain, I guess, really. Yeah, pretty and this, much, man. I think Cleopatra was a villain on that show, actually. She looks like she had her makeup tattooed on. Uh-huh. Like, it's that bright and consistent, like, lips that are just glowing red. Mm-hmm. I mean, she is, she is uh, my phenotype, uh, dark hair, yes. and light eyes. So. Listen,
0: I'd be lying to you if I said I wasn't stuck in a doom gaze. <laughs> She's,
2: right. man,
0: she cast that doom, babe, I'm sorry,
2: what do you want me to do? She give me that doom gaze.
0: She <laughs> She was doom gazing.
2: All she does with the doom gaze, guys are already hypnotized by her beauty. Kind of yeah. like that, oh,
0: shit. All she does is lo- thing. locks it in. Yeah, locks she just, just
2: kind of arches an eyebrow and then pops those eyes. <laughs> <laughs> she does some pop And red twinkle away. Yeah, and then you're just, you're donezo. Yep. Uh, I think we've all been, uh, in, any of us, regardless of gender or preference, mm-hmm. been in that kind of days yeah. the the doom days of the doom gaze <laughs> before it basically puts Lion-O and his buddy Snarf the little uh, cat lizard fella yeah into like a horny trance they just can't do nothing it's they're 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 boner paralyzed <laughs> it's like they're they're they it's like they're going to be called up to the blackboard yeah. in school but they can't because they're going to be showing oh, what's going on yeah yep. so I, that's the way that they react but she she actively puts that on them, and I I kind of identify. Yeah, I do, 100%. When Mumra calls her from his scrying pool to let her know, hey, I'm a stranger, but I'm Mumra, and I'm going to be letting you out. Uh. This guy nemesis, this this god told me about you, so I'm calling you. She, one, that's just weird, that he could just call her. Right. <laughs> but that's his power. <laughs> the way that she acts towards him is as, like, defensive or challenging him, like, oh, really? You're going to let me out of here? Impossible.
1: Do not No one but I knows the key to the time warp prison. And I am powerless to act. Like Somebody is
2: offering to free you from jail and instead of saying, great, see you when you do it, she said, it's like she's saying, oh, yeah, smart guy, where's the key? That's yeah. her reaction.
0: <laughs> Listen,
2: she's probably seen a bunch of broken promises, buddy. That's, that's a good point. She's had a lot of suitors for <laughs> freedom and... Mumrah she should know if she could see him she can't see him in this mm-hmm. moment if she could see him she'd know he's going to deliver yeah cuz that's evil that's evil baby that's evil baby that's evil baby but ultimately she is using Mumrah's using her mm-hmm. and she's going to use Mumrah to yes. get free and that is the relationship that, that is the treating a person as an object relationship that goes on between nerd who wants dangerous girl to go to dance with him to be cool Oh, if she okay. goes with me, I'm a cool kid. Yeah. This makes me cool and this is how I'm going to take over the high school. I'm going to conquer because they want to conquer the universe. That's really the, you know, when you're a kid, yeah. that's your high school. is right. the universe. <laughs> and how are you going to take how are you going to win winter formal? You're going to bring the hot older chick, probably who should not be at a high school. Uh-huh. Uh who like she she dropped out or she just graduated right. and she's sticking around, says she's going to go to community college, she doesn't. <laughs> And you bring her, yeah. and everyone's half scared, half in lust with her. Mm-hmm. That's how you win. Mainly scared. Mainly scared. Well, yeah. I mean, it's fucking scary, <laughs> ladies like this, especially when you're 16. <laughs> but she's gonna like. I guess the what she would get out of it is like he's going to hack her grades for her, the nerd, or she's he's gonna write her papers for her, or or
0: like, or like erase a video that's got on the internet, or yeah, something yeah, her. something right. like that. She's yeah. like,
2: fine, I'll do it. Whatever. In this case hacking her grades or, mm-hmm. or erasing the video is getting these three items to free her. Freeing her is that thing, this I guess. a weird
0: scavenger hunt.
2: Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a third earth scavenger hunt, <laughs> which he sends an air jellyfish to do. Yeah. They call it a man-of-war cloud, uh-huh. which it's just a, a floating jellyfish in a cloud, yeah. is all it is, and then it's, it sheds the cloud, and it's just now an air jellyfish.
1: The man-of-war cloud.
2: It looks like some kind of airborne jellyfish. It's got tentacles. This is what mom uses to capture all the things that he needs. <laughs> it's like a bio drone yeah. that he got from evil Radio Shack, kind of. <laughs> but it looks like a brain, which would make sense... Because what does the nerd use to accomplish things? Mm. What is the nerd's favorite weapon? Weapon of choice. The brain. The, the brain, mind. The mind
1: brain. You got it. Yep. The Merbil's chill A top of Cheetah's air, And a unicorn's shoe.
2: The items needed to free Tashi from her prison are so conveniently related to the show as we already know it. Yeah. <laughs> it's as though the person who was like in the world that cast this spell was having to improvise this magic recipe to bring the lady back. Just looking around like, oh, shit. Uh, microphone stand. Yeah, you need a microphone stand. Uh, cherry whip. Uh, cherry whip from Tigra and uh, oh something crazy and fantastical like a, a dragon's tooth. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's it. That'll do it. Like it's just, I mean, these things are are things that come from the show, right? That you see almost every episode. Minus the unicorn, which they had introduced already. All these things have just appeared recently.
0: <laughs> Poor unicorn, though.
2: Well, yeah, I did feel bad for the unicorn. I mean, you're supposed to take the nails out first, <laughs> but then Jackal Man, one of Mumra's minions, is just peeling the damn thing off of its
0: with a hammer, butt. like it's taking a taking a nail yeah, out there.
2: It must be painful. <laughs> but they do say, they specify an enchanted unicorn. Yeah. Is that not just what a unicorn is? Are they not all naturally enchanted? I think there's tears. I think there's levels and tears. In yeah. Bad okay. Okay. Well, we so. should, we're going to end up watching My Little Pony at some point. We're gonna to, we're, we'll, we'll roll this back out. Okay. For that well, one. we'll have to, yeah, compare and contrast. Yes, I think so. And I got to say, tuft of hair from a cheetah. is not a cheetah. She's not a cheetah. Uh, she's not a cheetah. She's, yeah. just not, a cheetah. <laughs> she's, just she's not a cheetah. She's a person. She's yeah. an <laughs> alien from another planet, from even the planet they're on now, who resembles a cheetah. But she's not you. So I guess this isn't science, though. This is magic. Yes. I'm assuming. (laughs) It doesn't seem to be science. So with magic, it's like it's close enough for jazz. Yeah. There's a little room for improvisation when you're baking, you know, like it's like, I don't have that kind of sugar. I'll use this kind of Mm -hmm. sugar. I'll use this. I can use egg or I can use oil or whatever. Right. Right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And the last, the last thing that they need, in my mind, it's the last thing, because it's the last thing you should ever ask for. The tear of a burble. One of the robot bears mm-hmm. that they're still shoving into this series. I love like it. Like every <laughs> every episode now that we touch on, they're there. And it's like, this is episode 12 of the first season. They must have appeared every episode since whenever they first appeared. Uh-huh. So like by now they're in kids' heads. Like this is normalized that these little creepy ass furry
1: robots. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean, they scare me less and less. That's the thing. I feel like I'm being deadened uh-huh. to them because now I feel bad for them when yeah, they're I'm, being hurt. I'm numb. I'm numb to it. I'm a little numb to them and that's how they win. That's how <laughs> robots win. That You and me have been trying to kill them since episode one. I've been asking, I've been putting it out there that I need someone to wipe them out. And now at this point, now I'm kind of like, well, just put them on another, uh, an abandoned moon somewhere.
0: Uh-huh. Like yeah. <laughs> a colony. And then never show them to me. No, never again. let me think they're dead. <laughs>
2: no, but then they'll come back. They well. They want a tear from one of these creepy little helpful, but like helpful in that way that it's like, be helpful and keep your hands busy because I'm afraid of what your hands will do if they're not doing something nice. A tear from them and they're robots, mm-hmm. but they can cry. Okay. Okay. Uh- I, what are they? We don't know. I don't know. I maybe they is have there flesh in there. <laughs> maybe they like suck up water and they just store it so that they can mimic crying. But that's even creepier to me that they would want to mimic crying. It's like, I am alive. What do you mean?
0: Yeah. Right. There, there's little ducks where they just put a little bit of
2: water up there. If a burble is crying, I think that's in Revelations as one of the signs of the end of the earth. Like the, the seals are breaking mm-hmm. and the great dragon arrives and the, Locus. the, the horror of Babylon arrives or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think a crying robot bear might be the final seal in the book of Revelations. Yeah, fuck,
0: fuck your flying pigs. We're you're, talking crying burbles You're done here. so.
2: The climax of this Screenplay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the the, the uh, action all comes down to this gnarly looking. Mountain. Stonehenge ripoff. A complete stone. I mean, those druids, man, they're going to be looking for back pay on that shit. <laughs> you will see them in court. And I've got, according to my dad and Ancestry.com, yeah. somewhere back in the 800s or so, I have druid blood. Oh, geez. It says druid king. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not fucking around. You it see? says that, yeah. God only knows how that would even be communicated from 800 to now. Who yeah. wrote this? And on what? Like, what stone parchment You Good know, was lo- this written? I love it. Yeah. But if it, I should be coming at... Thundercats for
0: this nice. Stonehenge uh, River. Let's, let's get off. that back pay. Let's get the back pay.
2: There's that. There's there's a lot of different uh, varying terrain. The Thundercats, when they are called to help Lion O, uh-huh. they get caught up on all of these jagged rocks. Third Earth does not look like a vacay spot. No to me. And they're naming all of these like all the locations they name. You cross the burning sands of the Phosphorus Desert. Snarf and I will take the crumbling cliffs of Vertigo.
1: The shortest way is across the field of daggers.
2: Field of daggers. Mount Anguish. Yep. <laughs> it's just like... The, Phosphorus hell saying Yeah, the pool of saddening. <laughs> <laughs> Let's rebrand here, guys. Like, just name... I mean, they can be the same things, right. but call them something else. Just call them Hot Springs or, you know, whatever bullshit <laughs> you call it. It's like, uh, instead of Field of Daggers, it's like uh, pff, Stone Tree Field. Malaysian Airlines.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs>
2: But that's where it all goes down. That's yeah. let's say that's the dance hall. Mm-hmm. That Mount Anguish, <laughs> Mount Anguish dance hall is where this thing is going pl- right. to go down. Yeah. Our protagonist, of course, is Liono. Every protagonist, the leader of the Thundercats, he's a bit of a jock, but he's also still a
0: kid inside. He stays a kid through this whole series. Well, yeah. yeah. Well,
2: it's certainly the first season because this what happened is Liono got changed from a kid into a a man overnight. Mm-hmm. It's big. Yeah. Another great eighties. I love it. Calm, yeah. So he is still a twelve or thirteen year old at heart and at mind in a man's body, yeah. <laughs> and what a man! <laughs> Save your breath for climbing, Snarp. You'll need it. I don't understand what happened. I, I let you all down, especially you, Rubber Bell. I'm sorry. The protagonist has to have a goofy friend who kind of suffers everything not so quietly, uh-huh. like Cameron and Ferris Bueller.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah like yeah. who
2: just is like this like ball of nerves uh-huh. and is really just like you're going to laugh at them. That's Snarf. Ah,
1: I don't like this at all. Maybe there was an easier way. Lionel, pull yourself together. He needs your help. What's wrong with you?
0: Uh, you hit something on the head with this This man. is what You're it really is, good.
2: man. And so Snarf is the goofy friend who's trying to get Lionel like not to fall for the wrong chick because when Mumrah shows up with the princess, Liono gets caught in that doom gaze. Mm. Mm. Got that doom gaze. And at first Snarf is like, "No, no, 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 don't do that. <laughs> don't get caught up in it, man." But he gets caught up in it too because I mean, they're they're just kids. Yeah. That's what this like your buddy at school, who's telling like, I don't know, that's the wrong girl, but if she gave him the Doom Gaze, he'd be he'd be right there. Yeah, he'd be caught sure. in it. Yeah. He would be stoned. <laughs> Lionel says,
0: But she's so beautiful. Lionel. In a kind of evil way, of course. Yeah, sorry, 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 sorry.
2: In kind of an evil way, of course, like trying to write it off. Right. Like, oh, I mean, but I mean, I know she's bad. He doesn't really know that. She doesn't look evil except for maybe the look on her face. Uh. (laughs) It's a little arch. But I feel like he's trying to explain away why he, the jockey protagonist, is uh, attracted to the alternative girl. Because I remember back in the day, like in junior high maybe even high school. Uh, I don't know. There there was a girl that was goth, something like that. And if I thought she was attractive, I would have to tell my buddy like, well, yeah, like uh, in that way or like for that kind of chick Uh or whatever. I mean, it's it's not a great way of talking about people, but it was like you had to explain to yourself, you had to defend why you were attracted to someone. Right. (laughs) Or I did at least. And I feel like that's what he's doing. He's like, oh, I mean, uh, yeah, for, for evil. And it's like, dude, you know evil's the hottest. We all know. Evil
0: is cool. Cool is evil.
2: Elvira. It, r-
0: oh, yeah. That's
2: evil hot right there. Yeah. Okay, that, that just seals it.
0: We all know this. Grease so evil hot.
2: The protagonist also... In these Uh rom-coms needs a best friend who is the opposite gender, the one that or at least the one the gender they would be interested in. So in 16 Candles, her character has Ducky, who's like the one that she doesn't choose, Uh even though he's romantically interested in Teen Wolf. You've got the the woman sadly named Boof. Who is Michael J. Fox's best friend? Who is clearly into him, and he he's not into that's her. Her name? That's her. That's what they call her, man. I don't know why. Dude, it's been a while since I've seen that. It's Boof. <laughs> I looked it up, and I because I, I had to double check that before I go on record. B double O F. Boof, okay. boof. Okay. like like woof or roof,
0: with a B. Roof.
2: Yes. Okay. Boof. <laughs> boof on that. <laughs> second. can't even say it seriously. Her character on that is is essentially Chitara's character here. That's the character that Chitara is playing. True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She is into Liono. She has said this, even though he is a child in a man's body. She can't look past that man's body. Yeah. She has said, like, what a man. Basically, the shit that I just said. <laughs> and she is also going to see how he's looking at the the hot chick, the hot. Dangerous chick, the danger girl, right? And say like, oh man, you don't want that. That's just that's true. Deep. That's yeah. There. That's true. Yeah, she's gonna say something not so nice, probably. Yeah. And then eventually, <laughs> she's gonna overcome that chick, and she's gonna take home the protagonist. Mm-hmm. Which you know they don't go home together, Lionel and Chitara. But I mean, they technically go home together to the cat's lair where yeah. they live. But I don't. I hope nothing else happens because right. <laughs> that's on ethical shaky ground at best for her. Mm. Chitara versus Doomgaze. I guess this is how Chitara learns that she is not into chicks or at least she is not into this chick. Because you could be just not into some, but she, she just says in such a ham-fisted way.
0: Your mystical powers have no effect on me. You may mesmerize men with your evil beauty, but I am a woman. You hold no mystery for me.
2: And men are weak to g- doom gaze. We know this. Since the dawn of uh, Yeah, time, it's the man, oldest man gaze. Yeah,
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> The oldest profession is doom gazing. Yeah. <laughs> All this time, they have one of the robears up uh, on the mountain that's just like kind of watching this happen. Cheetara mm-hmm. originally gets involved to save the robear. Right. Who's the female robear, robear bell. Yeah. Who sounds who, just like the other ones. Who's got the smurf flower in her. Yeah, that's how you know she's a lady. This <laughs> yes. is This is how we identify ladies. We're supposed to be worried about her. Right. Again, I do feel bad because Mumra actually shocks this robot bear into crying to mm-hmm. get the tear. I didn't like that. I didn't like it. Dude, why were you laughing then? I mean, when, when uh, <laughs> it was a little confusing for okay. me. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those double feelings. <laughs> like shame joy. It
0: was nervous laughter. I yeah,
2: guess. yeah, yeah, yeah. Chitar is there to save her initially, but I mean it's gotta be an internal struggle when you hear Oh Thundercats saying we play. Chitara, please save me. Oh, please save me. I mean, you've got to sit there and be like, oh, man, is this what I want to do? Do I really want to risk my life to save this monstrosity?
0: These robots tried to kill me three times today. I'm thinking it's at least thought of it. That's the thing is they've never shown us the evidence,
2: but Uh we know it's beneath the surface. It's like saving baby Hitler. Do you save baby Hitler? No, you don't. I guess not. No, I I guess that's the Days Past Tooncast stance. Don't save baby Hitler. (laughs) And I don't know... I could argue that Mumra is affected by Tashi's doom gaze or just her, her hypnotic beauty Mm -hmm. because he's the one that's already calling her in. You know, he's the one that summoned her. Her ship shows up. He just handles it differently. Well, I guess he is smoother about it. Yeah. But- I also kind of wonder if he actually, he's a little too old for it to affect him properly. Oh. Yeah, like he's he kind of like. a red
0: pill. I, I was going to say, wait, is it red pill or is it? It's a blue pill. It's but, a blue pill. <laughs> <laughs> but for him, it's a red pill.
2: Well, I think of the Matrix when you say okay. the red pill. So it's like he's going to open up his mind. Is what going to do. I
0: was, I was thinking boner medicine. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's
2: great. Well, that's kind of what it's I thought. It's a pyramid. It's when, a red pyramid. It was just a little pyramid, <laughs> pyramid pill. Well, you know that is, I guess, what happens when he when he grows, right. when he turns into Mumrod the other, the everlasting, ever living.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mumrod the he, everlasting Godstopper. Yeah, he has a transformation that lasts more than eight hours. I was
2: gonna. Oh, <laughs> if a transformation baby. lasts for more than eight hours, <laughs> <laughs> call your doctor. <laughs> Going to the dance. In junior high and high school, for me, was a very stressful thing, mm-hmm. socially and just like preparing for it and yes. how it's going to go down and everything. How, how, how much conditioner do you use? You
0: know, like, <laughs> yeah. It was your how, time of the week to how, take how you, many to of take these temples shower? do
2: I do I pop? How many is too many?
0: Right. Yeah. Three. Uh, did you did you go to dances? So you, you just said middle school and high school. I did not go to any high school dances. Okay. But I went to middle school. I was I was heavy in, in the middle school dance realm for okay. sure, man. So heavy I in the middle. Did. Yeah, heavily in the heavy in the middle. <laughs> and uh my you know look, my little memory, man, is that I uh I would get a lot of pity dances and I was okay <laughs> with it. I was okay. Now
2: d- are you sure they were pity dances or is that the story you
0: told yourself about them? Oh hundred percent pity dances. <laughs> I was I was I was a, uh, I was a robust kid. I was I was husky. Oh buddy. Yeah, but it's all good though, because man, uh dude, the pity I turn on the pity, the pity eyes, man. Oh dude. The pity gaze. The pity gaze. For yeah, sure. you put the pity gaze. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The gloom days. Oh yeah. And so I'd be able to ask, you know, the uh the hot girl in, mm-hmm. in the school for a dance. And oh, yeah.
2: And she's a jerk for turning you down.
0: Oh, definitely. That's social manipulation. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's it. how you get your dances. For sure. Oh, yeah. So I was ringing it in.
2: Well, there was, a, it, back then, uh-huh. it, it did seem like. I remember like I didn't I didn't take advantage of it really because I just I didn't like the idea of someone dancing with me out Mm -hmm, of pity. Like mm -hmm. I would have felt worse about things. (laughs) But it seemed like whoever you asked was going to dance with you. You weren't allowed to say no because you would be a fucking jerk. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that's (laughs) kind of shitty when you think about it, where it's like here's somebody who's like a known creep. And it's like, well, you're a jerk if you say no to him. Man, I don't. I I was real like, I went to a few stag, I guess, in junior high. But (laughs) once I got into ninth grade and high school, like I would go to most of them, and it was always like, I didn't like getting dressed up back then. So if it wasn't winter formal, like Uh I didn't like that. And the whole thing was just fucking stressful as hell, partly because there are children making the plans. Like somebody would book the limo in our, I'm sure their parents helped them, but it's like that poor limo driver. Lomo Drivers of America, we salute you because, god damn, that shit's got to be the worst gig. It's hauling around a bunch of probably half of them drunk. While you're loaded on heroin. (laughs) That's what you got to do to do it. I mean, you must be on some kind of downer to not just scream at these kids. Right. But yeah, I just remember it being stressful. Like, you got to go buy the corsage. Am I doing this right? Uh Are we dancing? Uh, For me, it was also like I wasn't – I didn't have a girlfriend in high school. So whoever I took, I was interested in, but – I didn't know what going to the dance meant yeah. for us. Does that mean this is a step closer to the thing? Does it mean we're now are we just friends because we went to the dance and nothing happened? Uh, it was just a, a ball of nerves for me, the whole thing. Sounds like a headache. It was, but most of high school, pretty much, <laughs> junior high and high school was that way for me. I'm yeah. on it. It was just an anxiety uh, walk <laughs> down halls of fear, <laughs> sadly. <laughs> Wallflower for days. Oh, buddy. It's true. Mm-hmm. It all ends. Chitara saves the day. Yes. I mean, this is Liono has been ineffective in so many of the episodes that we've watched. Now he's yeah he's garbo. He is. Well, he's a child. He's yeah. sitting there just like boner frozen, just staring at this lady. I mean, I know. Look, I would be too clearly because this is magic. <laughs> boner frozen. Yeah, but like he he is always <laughs> the one that is failing in these situations. And at the end, when like what happens? Chitara just frees him. I guess mm-hmm. from all of this, she basically saves the day. The Thundercats, the rest of them, finally show up, and they boot everybody off the mountain. Tashi goes back to her broken home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the nerd Mumra is sent home to think on the lesson that he should have
0: learned from all this, to sulk in his his mom's basement at the pyramid. Pretty much, man. Yeah. To, to say goodnight for the for the night, man. Yes, yeah, uh, I am done. Yeah, right? But what I'm wondering, man, is... You know, you, you've probably heard uh, girls talk about, you know, they put motivational quotes, you know, above their mirror. So when they look at themselves and, you know, get ready in the morning, mm-hmm. you know, it'll say like affirmations. You know, yeah. Be be truthful to yourself. You're beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> <Or> <laughs> yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think I'm juicing it up a little bit. <laughs> but wh- what do you think the inside of his tomb says? You know what I'm saying? Because earlier you said, be more evil. Like you think, <laughs> what, what, what do you got, uh, man? Well, if it's supposed to be supportive. <laughs> yeah.
2: Then And it's that kind, that it's going to be uh-huh. <laughs> you're evil enough. or.
0: Drink more water.
2: <laughs> yeah, hydrate. Yeah. 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 Bite into a green apple for once, you, or, you fucking r- slob.
0: Reminders. It could just be reminders. <laughs> just Affirmations reminders.
2: Affirmations or reminders. <laughs> Have pool boy over to clean. What if he. <laughs> to to yeah, clean cauldron. To clean the cauldron. <laughs> No, I think I think he takes I think he cuz we had one episode where he went into the uh, his tomb uh-huh. where he sleeps I guess. Yeah. He went back just talking to himself like saying you must do better next time. <laughs> just being real weird about it. So, I think he has because he's evil, he has like anti affirmations Okay. where it's like a, it's like how you talk to yourself the wrong way. Uh-huh. 100% evil isn't evil enough. Yeah. Okay. You call that being evil? <laughs> <laughs> You're nothing. You're nothing. Beat Thundercats. Yeah. You're nothing. Yeah. Oh, and, oh, yeah. It's just pictures of the Thundercats, like, beating him up. Uh. So it's like he's exposing himself to weird, like, uh, clockwork orange therapy where he just gets angrier and angrier nice, at them. yeah. Yeah. And it's all etched into the inside oh, of the Oh, for sure. With his nails. Yeah, definitely. That's yeah.
0: <laughs> how <laughs> so I envision it. Even that or a crayon.
2: But I think it's, it's – it was the right ending. Yeah. <laughs> Because Tashi ultimately would have just basically been a mail-order bride Uh for for Mumra. And she would have eventually grown to resent him, like, because he snores and the fact that he's just disgusting. Oh, the worst (laughs) snore. That's his kind of snore. And she would have just hired a hitman from her own home country Uh to rub him out or whatever. You know, it it just wouldn't have ended well. (laughs) On today's episode... Lion-O, uh, th- this is another show that has at least a semi-official moral because they have this moment at the end where music's playing. It's all nice. Everything's wrapped up. Uh-huh. Lion-O feels bad for getting caught in the doom gaze, Yeah, being weakened by it. He apologizes it. numerous amounts of times. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's really pr- he's he's sniveling and it's yeah. disgusting. He disgusts me. <laughs> and of all people, the Robear that's present, Robear Bell, says we all have moments of weakness. <laughs> so that seems to be the. You know, we all fuck up (laughs) and that's nice coming from a robot, but who who kills? Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like that's just going to come back to haunt us later. Like anything they say, everything they say could come back. Yeah. (laughs) But Travis, what lesson
0: did you take from today's episode? Well, we'll harken back to the age old theory. uh, Beauty isn't everything. Beauty isn't everything. Beauty is not everything. You gotta, you gotta dive a little deeper sometimes. And intelligence is where really where it's at in personality.
2: How did you how did uh, Tashi's personality and intelligence strike
0: you? Um, not there at all. Very <laughs> unintelligent. Interesting. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, I... she she really didn't bring anything that was that was wowzers. She re- relied on her beauty.
2: I mean, I liked how dramatic she was. I think I think I'm. I liked her for the wrong reasons. Is the thing the well, body you, and the drama?
0: You were you were stuck in a in a doom. gaze. I, you're right. You
2: know. She had me in the doom gaze. Mm-hmm. I was just all about that bod and that drum. man. <laughs> <laughs> in,
0: in no in no particular
2: order. No, no, and any combine them. They're all the same to me. Hey, Will. Yeah. What did you take away from this this episode? On today's episode, there were a lot of lessons for me. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was like a grab bag. It was yeah. like a Halloween candy dish full uh, of take one. And instead, I took away a few of them. Yeah. There was a best one, certainly, like a Milky Way okay. amongst the bunch. Yeah, But the other one's like, it takes a woman to beat a woman. That's one lesson, apparently, because mm, okay. you're not allowed to. Yeah, Who you date doesn't make you cool. It's who you are inside. That's what Mom Ross should have been learning mm-hmm. from this. Like, he doesn't need... He doesn't need anyone else to be the Mumra that he is because he is perfectly Mumra. (laughs) He is perfectly imperfect as Mumra. But the the real lesson that I took away is no matter how evilly hot someone is, Uh if you just sit there and you don't act because you're afraid, you're in a doom gaze, you won't get your shot. You got to take your shot. Don't sit there. You won't get the girl. If you just sit there in a doom gaze, that's what Lionel did. He blew it. Mm. And he let her get away. Yeah, he did. Take your shot when it's there. When it's there. Thanks for joining us, everyone, and helping us ring in this October mm-hmm. with more mummy. Now with more mummy. <laughs> feel the magic. Feel the roar. This summer, Thundercats. I got it. I love it. <laughs> Please go on Apple Podcasts, rate, review, subscribe to this podcast. It helps us out. And if it helps us out, it helps mummies out. And if it helps mummies out, it helps the world out.
0: Yes, it helps Halloween out in general. Um, Hey, please be sure to check out our Instagram and uh, Twitter at DPTuneCast. You can also check us out on YouTube. Mm -hmm. We have a music video. Yeah, we do. A
2: parody mashup that we rapped and wrote
0: Uh and recorded ourselves. We rapped like a mummy, didn't we? (laughs) Wrapped wrapped up up worse than a mumrock. Yeah, it's a mixture of Baby Got Back with X-Men animated series theme, isn't it? And it will. That's right. Yeah. You can find that on
2: YouTube by searching for Days Past Tooncast, X-Men Attack, or you can just follow the link in the show notes. Mm -hmm. Uh-uh, double up, uh uh-uh. Next week on the Days Past TuneCast, we have a new tune that we're covering, uh, one we've never talked about before, one we've never touched, but it is near and dear to our hearts already because its subject matter was a major part of our childhoods. Do you like video games? (laughs) Do you like blood? Mm -hmm. Do you like scorpions?
0: Do you like annihilating people?
2: Do you like electricity men and fatal... (laughs) Ends. Fatalities. Fatalities. <laughs> well, you're in the right place, or you will be next week, because we're covering Mortal, Mortal Kombat! Kombat! The animated series Mortal Kombat. Can you believe it? Blood codes for days. Be sure to come back for that. Until then, tutor my
0: tutor Tutor my tutor
2: I remixed this shit, and it sounds like a fucking Metallica album now.
1: And I'm gonna fuck all of you up if you don't agree with me. <laughs> 20 comments next. Like, dude, this song sounds extra juice. It
2: sounds just like Metallica. <laughs> juice. It sounds Holy juice. Holy shit. Babe. Did
0: Hetfield come down
2: from heaven? Because <laughs> that's where he lives. Let's start with Man of the Hour. Mumrah. <laughs>
0: I mean, (laughs) it's only fair. Have you always wanted like henchmen to the side of you just lined up that don't do anything to help you? I'm not against it. Have I always (laughs) wanted it? Probably
2: not.